give up. Are you sure? I just don't give a fuck. Presenting the art of not giving a fuck with Derek Don. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Art of NGF Victim to Adventurer podcast. Tonight, we're going to go briefly into a very important idea that I hope you will explore further. If you can't figure out ways to explore it further, I'll let you know that in a lot of our programs, both the live experiences and then also the recorded courses, you will learn tools that will help you discern and become more aware of the topic we're introducing today. So we're just going to introduce it, give you some ways of recognizing it in your own life, and then you can begin that exploration. So always write in, email in, radicalundoing at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you have any experiences you want to share. And as always, leave a review. So welcome, Lance and Taylor. Hey, everybody. What's up? And today's topic is learning the difference between your ideas and reality. Learning the differences between your ideas and reality. So if you look around your room right now, space you're in, wherever you're listening to this, could be your car or even walking around. If you just choose any object, like the cup sitting here in front of me. Now there's an object there, there's something there. I can grab and touch. But even the idea of calling it a cup and using it to put stuff in, that is like bubble wrap. It's like a, an interpretation of the situation. In this case, it's a useful one that I can put liquid in it and drink from it. That's utilizing the object as I understand it and as I experience it. But then there's all other sorts of associations, like my friend Tamara gave me this cup, and it has beautiful drawings of first-class pears on it, and then some butterflies and different little drawings, which I, then I associate with a particular time in my life when I received those cups as a gift. I remember what the gift was for, and then I remember the surrounding circumstances, the people in my life who aren't in my life anymore. Uh, so I feel things when I behold the cup. If I go look at a different cup in the cabinet, I'm seeing, yes, I'm seeing a cup, then I'm seeing a whole other host of associations with the cup. So in your own life, imagine if that's one object. In your own life, if you look at a situation or a person, you're not actually beholding the situation itself or the person, him or herself. You're almost completely beholding your associations and interpretations and storylines related or even unrelated to that object, that person, that place, or that set of circumstances. So it's extremely important to begin to learn how to discern the difference between your ideas, your associations and your impressions versus what we'll call reality versus what's actually there. So why would this be important? What do you guys think? Well, if you're uh, unaware of this, then it can be guiding your actions in subtle or not so subtle ways. Um, 
often in ways that cause a lot of uh, self-victimization or fake suffering, as we like to put it around here. Yeah, that's a natural byproduct of uh, living, uh, living in a cognitive or a conceptual abstraction. So you start to connect all the things that you've mapped intellectually, like the cup, with the lamp and the piece of fruit and your girlfriend, your mom, and all of them become fantastical ideas that you have in your head in which you relate to. And it's basically just a big fantasy world that, <laughs> and that you feel disconnected to, which the byproduct is, is suffering, is experienced as suffering. And there's, there's also expectation that gets built up around these ideas as well. And so anytime that expectation is not met, because again, it, it is a fantasy on some level, it's bound to not meet your expectation of this uh, fantasy based on all your associations around whatever it is that we're dealing with, then uh, there's gonna be a crash there. <laughs> on those expectations are being supported. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that comes up around this is that people will be living in a misinterpretation of their own life, of the events in their life, and the people in their life. So if I interpreted losing a relationship as a crushing defeat that I could never recover from and that and then interpreted the feelings that I would have inside as depression or sadness because now I'm associating these new feelings with old times that I felt similar things in the same parts of the body then I may act out the memories uh, that I've actually experienced or that I've just seen on TV or in movies uh, in this vast conglomeration of impressions that have now mapped onto everything. So instead of just feeling aliveness, and then, which of course all our feelings are boiled down to aliveness, feeling the aliveness and then noticing the, the quality and intensity of the feeling states and the moods and things that I'm, I have going on, I'm present to those. Those are there, but they're there on an experiential level. And the stories in my mind that want to wrap around them, I refuse and I've actually installed devices to not let that happen. So I get the first hit of a depressed mood kicking in and I'm able to instantly laugh at it and then move into whatever the hell it is I actually want to do. That's a, that's a natural process now that, that I've built in. But that requires being able to be there present in your life, experiencing and aware of what's actually going on and knowing that you have a bubble wrap or a word vomit, an association vomit that leaps onto and clings to everything and everyone, and knowing that that's not really there. So I can see it happen, but I know it's not the reality of the situation. So I don't operate within that at all. But here, presence, now how this applies is there's multiple, so in, in a situation I'm describing, losing a relationship, in the past I may have, succumbed to depression and hiding out and looking back I see that there was always beautiful women beautiful situations around me beckoning me to come out 
and to play and to be there in reality and to remember that there's more than just one person or one set of circumstances or one failure. And so in this current situation uh, that I actually am experiencing, I'm able to work, I'm able to persist through everything I want to do, I can feel all the feelings of it, and yet I'm surrounded also by beautiful people that want to do really fun things that I actually was struggling to do over the last uh, few years. So there's a, there's a gift behind all this. And I bring up my personal situation so that you can understand that this is a tangible thing that all of us practice and that all of us go through and will continue to go through for the rest of our lives, but in a completely different way than you might understand or expect. You need to operate here with a full picture of what's actually going on. Now that will put you in the driver's seat, but the beautiful bonus of all this is that it will fill your life. You'll see your life is already filled with richness beyond belief in any direction you can bring your presence. You have to bring your presence, but that's all you have to do and everything else will expand and support you. Now, Lance, I know you've, you maybe have experienced some of this stuff too. Uh, looking back, can you, is there a situation that you used to operate only in your ideas that now has been completely transformed by you being present to reality, even though the circumstances are similar? Yeah, in, in many ways. I didn't grow up performing music too much just playing on my own and playing with friends and things. So when I, uh, when I reached my early twenties and I decided to take some big leaps and get out and perform, uh, I got annihilated and overwhelmed by the experience internally in my body. It was just, it was, it was uh, jarring. And the level of my performance was, greatly, greatly diminished from where my ideal self would have wished it to be. So there was a identification with these sensations as they rose in the body and, uh, and a story that follows along with them, an identification with not being able to do that or not being up for that or not uh, being someone who does that kind of thing rather than the energy being the release of dormant potentialities coming to the surface and the uncomfortableness of those sensations being my resistance to that energy. I recognize it as a cue to fall into more presence and trust my body because my body has been trained to play music and my body plays music wonderfully and there's no, it can be trusted to do so. So I've, uh, by becoming in touch with the, like you said, the, <laughs> the, the reality of, uh, of the body, there's a loosening of the, of the, the prison of the labels and so that the body is free to respond and express the innate potentials that, that start to rise through it. 
that's another big area that this brings up is that when you have an interpretation that things are too hard for you, you had an idea that you, let's say the idea is super common among people is that I can't draw. Let's say I can't draw. But you can see that they have a hand and they have a pencil and they have a piece of paper. So it's actually a lie. I mean, it's actually a lie that you can't draw. Everyone can draw already. So what they're saying, oh, I can't, I can't meet the expectations I think I need to meet the first time I grab the pencil and paper is maybe what they're actually saying. But the idea that it's too hard or that you can't do it makes it off limits for you. It's impossible. No matter if you had the best teachers in the world surrounding you, you would not be able to do it. You wouldn't get yourself to do it at all. You wouldn't recognize the opportunity. So the idea that a conversation with your partner is going to go the wrong way or going to go difficult will blind you from seeing that she's just waiting to have that conversation with you. And it's going to change everything in the right way, in a beautiful way. Uh, you'll be blind to the fact that people actually like you and appreciate you. You'll think that they think of you the way you think of you in the dark corners of your mind. You think you're a piece of shit or whatever it is. So ideas about yourself, this is where it gets really weird. Ideas about yourself are completely unnecessary. They're untrue. All of them are untrue. And all of them are unnecessary. You don't have to have an idea of yourself to just be. You already are. You're right there. Nothing to be done about it. it. Might seem ridiculous, but if you really think about it and feel it for a second, it's it's profound. That you don't need. There is no idea about you that's true or that encompasses who and what you are. You already are there. The ideas are a subset always. Thoughts are only a subset. So what you are and what you're experiencing is more present than any thoughts about yourself could ever be. But if you live according to the thoughts that you believe about yourself, then you will constantly only access feelings, storylines, thoughts, and situations that, that prove to you that you are limited in that way. Or prove to you any idea you have about yourself. Now, a lot of the self-help materials, the seduction materials, the social anxiety materials deal with half the problem. but they don't take it all the way. They just get you to, they see that having certain ideas about yourself creates limitation, and then certain other ideas about yourself will get you out there, will make you feel confident, will get you to meet people, get over the social anxiety, and that's great. But here at Art of NGF, we wanna take it all the way, and that is that any ideas about yourself are unnecessary, and any pre-scripted sort of approach to situations is unnecessary. You have all the tools you need by simply bringing your own presence to the situation and learning to discern the difference between your ideas of what's going on versus what's actually present. You can start just by using a cup or make a little note, write, write what each of the objects in your space means beyond what's just there in the object itself. That's one place to start. And from there you can get radical and doing 101 or any number of our programs and it's going to help you dig a lot deeper into this issue. So any last comments, guys, before we uh, close this one down? I think that's it for me. All right, everybody, I'll take this data and get to work. Thanks, everybody. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you guys. All right, G. Good night. Enjoy. Later.
Thank you for listening to the Art of Not Giving a Fuck podcast. For more info, visit artofnotgivingafuck.com or radicalundoing.com.